Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast. This is volume 21. Uh, how y'all doing? Hope you guys been having fun out there. Um, I think there's been a little bit of this like small mid-sized winter swell showing up to so- SoCal. Uh, I know I've been having a couple of fun days out there. I had a really great day at the point at San O the other day. I only had an hour to surf, but it was some of the funnest logging waves I've ever been on uh, in a while. There has been that much wind uh, on the water. so. Th- even the smallest of waves have been pretty good. And to that point, uh, it's been blowing offshore and uh, that's helping groom some stuff so that we have a little fun with it. But I wanted to start today's episode out with a big announcement. Uh, We are now part of the You Online Network. Uh, We're one of the podcasts that's included in their suite. Uh, Some of you guys are coming to us from there. Uh, If you guys are don't know about the U Online Network? Go over to uonline.com. They have a bunch of podcasts. Chris Cote has uh, the Morning Mass podcast. Uh, there's a couple of other ones. Uh, nothing's really going to change here. Uh, there might be some ads that are run here and there, but that's about it. It's still going to be business as usual. I'm really excited that uh, the two Chris's uh, put me up on that, uh, and I wanted to thank them. And hopefully, you know, we do a lot of stuff in the future together. But let's do some housekeeping. Again, this is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, uh, Volume 21. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, or the full description on your iTunes player for track listings, links to things we're talking about, links pertaining to people we're talking with. And uh, speaking of people that we're talking with, this episode, we have an interview with Rosie Jeffers. Uh, Rosie is a logger on the North Shore, which there's not a lot of them. Uh, we did this interview when we were uh, there. I uh, wish I was back there, to be honest. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And she opens up about a lot of cool stuff. Uh, buttons, uh, her home being actually a historic surf site that a lot of people don't realize. And she didn't even realize. Uh, women in surfing and uh, in general, you know, the vibe of the North Shore. So I think it's a really good one uh, for you guys to listen to. We have a couple of short takes this week. Uh, first one having to do with this. Uh, Prairie Brothers video that showed up on uh, Mollusk's site uh, by uh, uh, Jack Coleman, uh, which is pretty cool to check out uh, because we have an interview coming up with Levi in the next coming weeks. Uh, the other one is to do with Bruce Brown, rest in peace, who passed away recently. And the last one is about the Encyclopedia of Surf, which has survived, which is pretty cool. But until then, uh, I want you guys to check out a couple of tracks. I'm going to be mixing it up this week. Some of these are requests that Rosie put in. Uh, Most of these are songs that I find that are kind of obscure but fun to listen to. So check out the tracks, and I'll be back in a little bit with the interview. Peace. Yes, I smoke shit straight off the roach clip. I wrote shit for 
say you love me. It doesn't matter. It goes into my head as just chit-chatter. You may think it's egotistical or just very free, but what you say, I take none of it seriously. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you so. I'd let you pretend to read me, and then you'd know. Because I hate when one attempts to analyze. In fact, I despise those who even try to look into my eyes to see what I am thinking. That dream is over. Your yacht is sinking. I tell all of you like I told all of them. What you say to me is just paper thin. to try to play a man out and take the money in again then break the hell out no that's not my strategy not the game i play i admit i play a game but it's not done that way truly when i get involved i give it my heart i mean my mama sold my body i mean every part but if it doesn't work out yo it just doesn't it wasn't meant to be you know it just wasn't so i treat all of you like i treat all of them and what you say to me is still paper thin in one ear and right out the other heard us mumble jumble Lover. I don't pay attention, I don't concentrate You ain't got the bait that it takes to hook this <laughs> Sucker, you missed, I put feelings aside I know who I am, my name is Light Is your name Sam? Cause if it is, step off Grab your coat and get lost Wrap your scarf around your throat and go back And catch the boat and hit the road, Sam Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more Hit the road, Sam Don't you come back no more So now I take precautions when choosing my mate I do not touch Till the third or fourth date, then maybe we'll kiss on the fifth or sixth time that we meet. Cause a date without a kiss is so incomplete. And then maybe I'll let you play with my feet. You can suck the big toe and play with the middle. It's so simple, unlike a riddle. It's as easy as counting a one, two, three. In other terms, letters L Y T E. I tell you, 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 and all of you in the back and in the middle and the front. Yo, that's it. Paper thin, word up. Tonight, checking out. To my DJ K Rock and the place to be.
long time I shouldn't have left you Without a strong rhyme to step to Think of how many weeks shows you slept through Time's up, I'm sorry I kept you Thinking of this, you keep repeating your miss The rhyme from the microphone solo with So you sit by the radio and on the dial soon As you hear it, pump up the volume Dance with the speaker till you hear it blow Then plug in a headphone, cause here it go It's a full letter word when it's heard to control Your body to dance So, dot text the tempo like a red alert Reaches your reflex and let it work When this is playing, you can't get stuck with the steps So can say, and I'ma still come up with A gift to be swift, follow the leader The rhyme will go deaf with the record that was mixed a long time ago It could be done, but only I could do it For those that could dance and clap your hands to it I start to think, and then I sink into the paper Like I was in When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the line I escape when I finish the rhyme I got soul, soul, soul Like this might tempt me to pull show my rings in my fat gold chain. Grab the mic like I'm on so trained, but I wait. Cause I master this. Let the others go first so the brothers don't miss. Eric B break the sticks. Rock him will begin when you make the mix. I'll experiment like a scientist. You wanna rhyme? You gotta sign my list. Cause I'ma manifest and bless the mic I hold. You wanna next? Then you gotta have soul. Cause if you ain't got it, I'ma make an encore. Take the mic, make the people respond for the R. Cause that's the way it'll have to be If you wanna get on after me Think about it, wait, erase your rhyme Forget it, and don't waste your time Cause I'll be in the crowd if you ain't controlling it Drop the mic, you shouldn't be holding it This is how it should be done This style is identical to none Some try to make it sound like this But you're getting me So upset that I'm wet cause you're sweating me I drip steam like a microphone theme Ego to MC is my theme I get hype When I hear drum roll, rock him is on the mic, and you know I got soul. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got you got you got you got it. I got soul. You got it. That's why I came to teach those who can't say my name. First of all, I'm the soloist, the soul controller. Rock him, get stronger as I get older. Constant elevation, cause expansion. I write my rhymes while I cool in my mansion. They put it on tape and in the city I test it. Then on the radio, the R's requested. You listen to it, the concept might break you. Cause almost anyone can relate to. Whoever's out of hand, I'ma give them handles. Light them up, blow them out like candles. Or should I just let them out? To give them a hand so they can see how I felt. I'm not bold just cause I rock gold Rock cameras on the mic And you know I got soul Soul, soul, soul You got, you got, you got it You got, you got, you got it To see what you got Get off the mic for it get too hot I'm on to see which posse can dance the best It should be easy cause the beat is fresh Now I feel from uptown, Brooklyn bound The Bronx, Queens, or Long Island sound Even other states come right and exact It ain't where you're from, it's where you're at Since you came here you have to show and prove And do that dance until it don't move That's all you need is soul, self-esteem, or release The rest is up to you 
everybody we are back hope you've been digging the tracks i kind of mix it up with some old school and older school in there you got some mc light you got some rakim you got some beastie boys cypress hill um eggman it's always a fun track uh i'm a big fan of paul's boutique uh paul's boutique is probably one of the best produced albums in any genre ever and it was a tipping point, I think, for the BC Boys in discovering what their sound was going to be for the future and, and what the sound of hip hop could be with using all these different samples and origin sources. Uh, you know, the Dust Brothers did an insane job on that. And I think it opened up a lot of doors for people to just get a little bit freer with their experimentation with the music. So I had to include that. 
But again, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 21. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check us out uh, on Podbean at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. Or you can also look at the extended description on your iTunes player and see track listings, links of things we're talking about, uh, links pertaining to things to do with people we're talking with. And this week we're talking with Rosie Jeffers. Uh, Rosie Jeffers, born and raised up in Pupakea on the North Shore, uh, logger there. Uh, there's not a lot of loggers on the North Shore for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, I think she's a really good example of what it's like to be uh, a female surfer uh, in that environment and how uh, her style and her grace and what she does has really transcended uh, the scene there. Uh, I also think it's really cool, you know, a little bit of a history lesson that she gives in this interview about her home and uh, working for Buttons. But without further ado, here's the interview and I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so you were born and raised here. Your dad's originally from Maryland, right? Yes. So he moved here what years? Um, I don't even know. At least 30 years ago. Okay. Now. Okay. Um, he, he had read in a magazine that the surf here on average is four foot a day compared to what? Two inches yeah. in Maryland. <laughs> so he got out here and then he married my mom who is uh, from town and she's okay. like a Japanese girl and she's 10 years older than him. But Oh wow. Yeah. So, And then they've just, she's from Kaimuki but she moved out here with him and uh-huh. they actually went on their first surfing, their first date was out at they went surfing out at Queens. I see, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so, and like they never really pressured me to surf. I kind of just found it on my own. Around what age did you kind of? Um, probably around eight. Okay. I used to just go down to the beach. Like he would take, my dad would take my brother surfing at Haleiwa and uh-huh. I would kind of play in the shore break. And then one day I decided to take my brother's shore break, shortboard and like, I caught one or two waves right before dark and uh. I didn't want it to get dark because I was having so much fun and then the very next day I was like, I'm going again. And then uh. it was just that's every it, day. That's it, the switch. Yeah. On. <laughs> and so you, you grew up here and you grew up basically, you have living in the same house that your dad bought. Yeah, so I've, I'm super proud of the fact that I've lived in one house my entire life. I'm 27, mm-hmm. so. And I always thought it was just my house and then recently I saw our garage in um, the surfer magazine and my boyfriend told me that's your house you know and like that's Tom Paris shaping a board he used to own the house and I didn't really know who it was at first yeah. and then my dad's like he's like a famous shaper and I was like oh cool <laughs> and then my dad also told me that he like found a couple of like Jerry Lopez used to hang out at our house all the time uh-huh. and my dad found a couple of his boards like stashed up in the attic really and, like yeah and whoa so we have a couple of those around and I never like I always just thought they were like old boards but yeah. they're like lightning sick old lightning bolts uh-huh. but hopefully I don't like, know why they left them or what ah, they forget about them they're yeah. like whatever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I found that out and that the fact that oh Ocean Pacific was started in our house and I don't know if like that's what makes me so crazy about surfing but uh-huh. I think just the house in general is yeah like you just want to go surfing because 
It's possessed by surfing? Yeah. Basically. I feel like yeah. it. It has a spirit and a soul, right? That's connected to the industry and to like boards and, and the, who knows? I mean, these are people you know that came through there. So who else? Yeah, who else was hanging out there? Yeah. <laughs> How did you find that out? Um, well, Uncle Brian told me that he used to pick up Jerry on my street somewhere and he was looking around and I said, well, I think a shaper used to own my house. And he's like, yeah, this is the house. This is the house. Oh, shit. So, and then, I, yeah, for me to find out that Jerry Lopez was hanging out at the house that I always felt was mine was like, I was like, okay, well, I must have got some of my surfing juju yeah. from him or something. No, no, know. it probably came through. <laughs> um, so your, your, your dad surfed, your mom surfed, you started, you started messing around with uh, your brother's shortboard. When did you start getting into logging and longboards? Really, like, I, growing up, I don't think I ever saw remember actually seeing log logs around oh. until the past five years there okay. was there was I'd never see logs around um, even to find a longboard to ride or even a shaper that would want to shape us a longboard it was like the biggest hassle ever mm -hmm. and so I always rode my dad's mini tanker which was a I call it a mini tanker I don't know what I think nowadays it's like a mid, it's somewhat of a mid length. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably like a seven six Dick Brewer, and it okay. was like absolutely my favorite board. You could, I could walk. It was super narrow, but uh -huh. I could and thick, uh -huh. so I could walk a little bit. But I always wanted to put my toes over, uh -huh. and I could just it wouldn't ever hold, you right. know. And so, um, finally when I got a log, it just all flowed in super. Where'd easy. you get your first one from? Um. Well, these the two crows guys just they just came in at the right time mm -hmm. and it, they that was my first board my boyfriend said hey I think we should get a couple of these boards they're perfect for mm -hmm. spring and summer yeah like they're bigger boards but they're they're good nose riding boards yeah. and so that's when I started logging and other than that I didn't really even know that there was a big difference between high pro and logging and then we hung out with Devin uh -huh. one summer and he like, out in California he came out for he, a swell south swell oh he did and we absolutely scored I was riding logs by then but I just got to hear his intake of how when he was growing up how um, high pro and the logging got mixed together mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work you know yeah. and then that made put it into perspective for me like this big difference between high pro and logging and um, I definitely see like on the North Shore waves why everybody high pros because yeah. once the surf gets bigger the log just does not work yeah it doesn't at hold all. at all <laughs> I came out here with a 9.6 nose rider I think like two years ago it was a little scary. Yeah. It was a little messy. Like, I think the only place I was able to, like, fun surf was Chuds. Like, yeah. that's it. The rest of it, it was just, like, a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Too heavy and just, you'll get smoked on the wave. It just yeah. is too slow. Yeah. So, I see why the high pro works in Hawaiian surf. Uh -huh. But when it does get that big, I'd rather jump on a smaller board. Yeah. Like, ride something that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, it makes more sense. I agree with that. I mean, it's no point forcing issue, right? Yeah. Um, so that's just, I mean, that's how it should be in surfing, period. Uh, when Devin came for that South Swell, how many years ago was that? That was, like, only, I think, like, three years ago, maybe. Okay. Now? Okay. Three years. Yeah, three years. So when you log around here, where do you mostly 
I um, I mostly go to Chen's, uh -huh. and that can easily get too big too fast, mm -hmm. and then the log doesn't work there. Yeah. But then again, when it gets like three, four feet, I love it on my fish. So right. I have no problem when it gets that big. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, Chun's is my number one spot. And then just like basically when the surf is small out here in general, the log works. Right, right. Yeah, I've come out here and uh, I think we came out here one year in April. Uh-huh. And I surfed Sunset on like a, in the pink, like a rented one and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like it's mellow. Yeah. It's like, it's it's super chill. It works really good when it's small. Yeah. The logs. Um, I don't know why they never were around when I was young. I don't. I just don't know if I wasn't aware of what was going on or what. But I, I mean, they've only had a resurgence, I think, in the last like 10, 15 years. And when I mean like a resurgence, it's like in in, in California, like mm. not anywhere else. Like it's kind of been a th and there it's understandable because there it's been a part of their surf culture since day one, right? That's what they started riding. They're yeah. all riding like logs, like like basically. It was there. It just needed to come back. I mean, what you were saying, it makes sense. So you got to kind of. You have to ride it if you're gonna have hold in these waves on any board it has to be like a multi-fin scenario like a two plus one it has to be a tri-fin i mean even quads are kind of like a pain in the ass here um, i know what i brought with me this time is actually one of devon's boards a seven six two plus one setup and i love it because last year i came with a single fin hull and it was a nightmare um, <laughs> so that was kind of kind of hard now you're talking about you know living in this house and stuff and you know growing up here who are some of the people that you think were your first real surfing influences? Um, well, like, it's more like, I don't even know if it's surfing influence. It's more just like water men okay. influence. So my best friend is Gina Ohui and her dad is Terry Ohui. Uh -huh. And he owns Hawaiian Water Patrol. Yeah. And then, so I would always be with them at the contest and then from this side we would go to the west side who his partner is Brian Kialana so like the fact that I'm like being watched over by Terry Ahui and Uncle Brian are just like I didn't realize it till I got older but I was just like wow like how lucky am I like right, most right. people don't get to be that close to them or whatever and here they're like they, they're taking care of me as if I was their own and so that just like I don't know easily like I was just always in the water so they're just watching us and Uncle Terry would be taking us out like to huge like there they would be having a surf contest at Makaha but on the other side of Makaha like there's like these huge avalanches ro rolling in and he would take us on the back of the ski and there would just be <laughs> this huge white water behind us and I would be I was over being on the back of the sled. Yeah, I would, like I'm, I'm like, I'm jumping up on the seat with you and I'd be gripping him so tight, screaming in his ear. And like, we were so young, but all I remember was just huge whitewash uh -huh. behind us. And I don't, and then just like going in big Waimea shore break. And so just them, the fact that they were yeah. watching over us, I guess made me more comfortable in the water. Uh -huh. And then when I was in high school, I, ended up not doing soccer my 10th grade year because I was going to get moved up to varsity and I didn't think I was going to play so I decided oh I'll do swimming and that way I can surf more because practice isn't five days a week right it's only a couple days oh that's good yeah and then my coach was Peter Cole uh -huh. who I later found out was like one of the first guys to surf Waimea with his crew yeah and I didn't even realize like he was a big wave surfer until after I was done with swimming but like 
I just remember him telling me like how baffled he was that how good I actually like I didn't know how to swim in a meet but I would just jump in and swim as fast as I could and I would end up like staying with the fir person in first uh -huh. and so and it would happen every single time so I would always do good in the meets but I didn't really know how to flip turn or dive uh -huh. I was just like a good swimmer yeah. and so then he like at the end when I made this um, it's kind of like a state team as if they were gonna go on to a national that's who they would bring and I made it and it was, oh, wow. it was his last year coaching so when I made it, he just was so, so proud of me and happy because he was like, this is my last year of coaching and I just want to say like, thank you because like, you're just baffling. Like, like, That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So I was just like, okay, well, if he's telling me that, I must know how to swim a little bit. Right. And like, so Peter Cole and like, I don't know, it's just like, it, it's not even it's like more people like around me they'll say his name and then I'll be like okay that's how significant these guys are like, you don't really well I think that's a like isn't that like a commonality though for like the North Shore in general it's like you don't realize who you're even like talking to yeah like, like half the time you're like oh wow you you were like one of these guys pioneers of you're like oh I didn't even know that I had no clue we're just like hanging out eating you know I think that's one of one of the things that's always been really um, endearing to me about coming out here is that no one you could be one of those pioneers and no one has an attitude about it. They're just like, no, we're just here. Yeah. Like, this is it. And it's a beautiful experience. Now, I used to teach um, uh, surfing at uh, Buttons Montgomery School. So how did that happen? Um, so I was working for North Shore Surf Girls. and is that a, a It's another company. She's kind of a bigger company. It's okay. Carol Phillips' company. And then I would always try to surf before my lessons or like... I don't know, I just so happened to be at Chen's that day and I was surfing, it was early. I saw buttons when I was paddling out and then next thing I knew I just heard somebody come up behind me and say, hey girl, like work. And I was like, <laughs> I just turned around and it was buttons and I was like, oh, like yes, I do need work, please. Yeah. And so I worked with him and he only had one other worker at the time and uh. it was another North Shore boy and those boys only come around if they need money so uh. like and if they don't need money you can't find them right, so right. like I guess I was a little bit like I was definitely reliable yeah. so he just would always call me because he knew I was gonna show up and then and that I wanted work so I started working with him a lot and this was probably like a year before he got sick uh -huh. So, what, 2012? I, I don't even when did I don't even know when he passed away. 2013. 2013, yeah. So it was probably like he was. I don't know. I was with him a little bit before he got sick. Like he was the how I knew he got sick was during the winter. We have a lot of Canadians come and they're like huge men, like <laughs> six five, yeah. minimum two fifty, and. For me to push a guy like that into the wave is kind of gnarly. So Uncle Buttons would always take the bigger guys, and I would take the the rest of yeah. them, littlers. And then one day, when I could see his body was like already deteriorating, deteriorated, and um, he asked me to take the big guy. And I that was the second I knew that things were not good mm -hmm. because the fact that he couldn't take the big guy anymore and he wanted me to take him was. Yeah. I just knew it wasn't good and they had been telling him like you have double lung pneumonia double lung pneumonia and I was just like dude I don't think you have pneumonia yeah. like, and then sure enough they were like you have stage 4 cancer and yeah. I was just like 
What was the most heartbreaking to me was how I know they tried to save him by doing the holistic. They flew him to California, like he pretty much passed away in California. Yeah. Trying to do an all green yeah. vegetable cleanse, but I think to me at that point it was too late. Yeah, stage four. Yeah, and like I just, I know that everybody tried to save him and like, I don't know, I just was, I was just bummed that he didn't pass away here yeah. in Hawaii where he was born and raised and I don't know, it was just, it happened really fast and. Yeah, I know a lot of people were like, it shook, I think the, the surfing world all over the place pretty bad because this is someone who, you know, the joy of surfing, right? Whenever you would see his face, you saw that. Yeah. You know, any picture, any video, anything, like, the, the, the pure stoke, like, if you will. I hate using that word, but, like, you know, when you catch that first wave, like, looking at his face, he had that all the time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. which is amazing. Um, and I know for a lot of people, they, on the mainland, they, t they take him for granted. I watch videos of him over and over again, like, I mean, he's way Yeah, you can always watch him and... It's amazing. It's it's pretty amazing, and the the porns he has for here is like pretty cool to see. I mean, you've you've been lucky enough to have uh, all these people, you know, who've been these these mentors, if you will, Waterman, Buttons, your dad, stuff like that, who, people who are around you. Uh, do you feel that that's a sort of responsibility of yourself with surfing to, to like a younger generation? Um. Well, when I work with, when I first started working with Buttons, or even before I was working with him, I would still work around him because we would still be on the same reef together, right. and like I would just see how he treated people. It was he helped everybody, no matter who you were. If you were just some tourist paddling out on a board, he would help you. And to me, that really showed me like what surfing is about, how you're supposed to act when you're surfing and like just the whole aloha spirit like you if you see somebody in need of help mm -hmm. or you see them struggling like if i see somebody struggling out trying to learn how to surf like i want them to at least catch one wave because then i just was like oh that person just struggled man yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no reward yes it definitely <laughs> like i i recently have been trying not to get it's so so popular nowadays that and it's just crazy crowded and I've tried to make sure that when I do my surf lessons these days that I need to tell like etiquette is probably top priority yeah because and that's a lot of reason why people are getting lessons too is so they can learn the etiquette mm -hmm. but like yeah and just don't I just try not to get any anger at all surfing yeah. it's just supposed to always be fun and if you're not having fun you're just not doing it right right so that's something so you now ha run basically your own school if you will yes and pretty much and what's it called it's um rosie surf school rosie surf school and so what what type of people do typically come to you is it just a big range or um well i let my domain expired and <laughs> expire so i completely lost and then somebody went and stole it so the oh, north shore rosie.com i don't know who it was i think it was another girl around here but I um, I get a lot of repeat customers, okay. and like, and then those. It's kind of it's almost like coaching now. I do a lot of coaching, yeah, um, with just people who know how to surf but want to catch waves, uh -huh. and so get better and stuff like. That. I mean, look, I come to someone here every year, same kind of deal. Yeah, like I go like four or five times with him. Like he's like, fix this, fix that, and then uh -huh. where where we should go today. And yeah. 
and then those my repeat customers will like have friends coming in and then they'll they'll tell their friends so a lot of word of mouth yeah it's a lot of word of mouth and it's my website's down but i still am getting business so, so that's i'm good. just like okay you're like good sign <laughs> yeah um now you're talking about etiquette is that something do you think is something that's not taught efficiently out there um I feel like it's just kind of hard to learn if you don't really if you you know if you're coming into surfing you don't and it's not it's not always like a set set of rules right. it's okay well like what if the guy who just snaked everybody he's now the deepest that doesn't mean he has priority you yeah. know the guy who's been waiting out there the longest has priority yeah even though he might not be the deepest because you just paddled around him uh-huh. you know what I mean it's just it's no no it's hard I mean look I I, I also think there's a different and it sucks. There's a different sense. At the end of the day, I always felt that surf etiquette is common sense more than anything else. It's kind of like common sense exactly, and respectful, yeah. right? And, and you're being safe, too. Like, the other reason you do it is, like, five guys don't take on a wave because it could be dangerous. You get hit with a board. You, that's what it's a lot about. But I always feel that, like, the etiquette that's out here versus, like, the etiquette that's in Southern California is dramatically different, meaning the etiquette out here is real etiquette for me. Like, it's common sense. It makes sense. In California, it's like there's no rules. Nobody follows it. That's no, no one gives a shit. They're like, they don't care. They're like, oh, I've been surfing here for 20 years. It's like, I don't care if you've been surfing here 20 years. You can't snake someone over and over yeah. again. Like, you have to, like, we go in a circle. Like, we go in this, like, you know. I just say, I say it's like, okay, you're in a line. Everybody's in line. If you paddle for a wave and you miss it, you got to go to the back of the line. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's why, that's where patience comes off. Because if you don't paddle for anything, then you're, you're holding your spot in line. And mm-hmm. so... And I always tell them, or I try to tell them, like, patience pays off in surfing. If you, The most patient guy always gets the base, best wave. It's, fu- it's funny that you say that because that's the issue I have coming out here. Like, it's a good, like, the first day I went out here, I went to Lonnie's with my coach. And, like, I was in L.A. mode, right? So it's just like, like, fuck it. Anything comes, I'm going to try to catch. And he was the one who's like, no, just sit here. Just sit here and just wait. And don't worry, it's going to happen. And it's like, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is how it works here. Stuff like that. I, I agree, it's a hard thing to teach. I know um, one thing that Devin was talking about is that, like, you know, in California, a lot of people try to police the lineup. Like, they try to be like, oh, I know better than everybody else, and I yell at everybody. And that just creates more problems. If people just actually just communicate and kind of think about the common sense rules, it kind of makes sense. Um, I do think, like, a lot of instructors who I've met, I won't name them, like, they pretty much all they want to teach is like, okay, I got you on the wave. They don't teach this other stuff. The thing that I have found here is most of you guys who teach, teach the etiquette side of stuff and the respects. Like, I remember the, the second time I went out with my surfing coach, like three years ago, and like he was like, okay, he's like, we talked for like 45 minutes of the lesson, just about sitting in the water and like looking at stuff versus like I've seen other instructors like, okay, here's the wave, I'm just gonna pursue it. So I think it's, it's refreshing. I think it's a great place to learn. I know this is where I fell in love with surfing. Um, and it's you guys and the environment, the whole the whole package. Um, so you obviously a lot of us mainlanders come here, people from all over the place, uh, Australia, Brazil. Um, and uh, uh, who do you find to be the most uh, receptive to kind of learning the etiquette? Like, is it just a spread? Is it like like is it age group? Is it? Uh, well, girls for one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like nowadays when I go surfing, there's sometimes more girls and guys out in the lineup. And to me, surfing with girls is just the worst because they don't, they just feel like they can burn anybody. You Uh know, they're a girl, I can go. And 
it's if that's the case, just do it safely. You know what yeah. I mean? Don't drop in on my head because yeah, then yeah. I'm not going to be very happy. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not a specific gender, race, or it's anything. Just all over the it's place. just I just think people don't really know the etiquette. Uh-huh. I don't think they know. And and then too, like on the North Shore, when the waves actually come, everything starts moving so quick yeah. that. You can't do too much if you don't know what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's fast. When that like little pop of swell pops up, like it's just like out of nowhere, and everyone starts moving, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa what happened? Yeah. It's almost like the, the thing that I equated to is like like a dark room that you turn the lights on and all the cockroaches <laughs> scatter. Like it's like that. You're like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to get left behind. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, now you're talking about the popularity of surfing. Do you think since you've grown up here, do you think that's hurt it or helped it? On the North Shore in general, it's completely changed. Uh-huh. Um, I like to refer it as there you have all these parents that want their kids to be the next John John or the next Carissa. Uh-huh. And so I think out here actually our biggest problem are the Groms these days. They are super disrespectful and it's because I don't know if they think they're on a shortboard and they've been, I don't know what it is, but we, all the locals to me, we like cannot stand groms we just are like you know and i want to like some i want to help the groms i love groms i love kids i like i'm stoked if i see a kid get a good wave but then you have a handful of like disrespectful groms out there doing circles just paddling around you and just and it's because their parents on i don't know it's just like this thing where like their parents are pushing them so hard to be the next john john or carissa it's it's completely changed the whole north shore so they kind of, uh, so they kind of ask you. I, I mean, this is this is interesting. It's like almost like they're looking at it's like more the pro sport level than their kids enjoying it, right? They're yeah. like they're like, okay, we're so close to these like champions. We want our kids. It's a trip. Like it's a like they're living vicariously through these kids in the most extreme way, and that's not healthy. I would say it's like there's parents like make them the kids like feel so entitled that they're allowed to do that or something or like because like. So when I go out at Chun's, yes, I do catch a lot of waves, you know, and, but I've been out at Chun's when I was a little girl on a shortboard and I've cried and told myself I will never go out there on a shortboard again because I did not get one wave. Like, and so, and then now I have these little kids that are like burning me and their parents are giving me stink eye and I'm like, yo, I went through the same thing your kid went through. Like, I don't know like why you're so mad at me but I went through what your kid went through we all put in our time and now I'm getting ways and that's why I'm on a longboard too yeah you know and like maybe your kid should be on a longboard <laughs> or, yeah, or something or, or just, it's it's mostly entitlement these days uh-huh. I don't know everybody's entitled to no it's crazy I mean there's some of that popping up in Southern California there was actually some famous story about like there's some family that moved there from Australia and they had a kid and they're trying to raise him to be like the next WSL surfer and he was burning everybody at I think it was lowers or something no it wasn't even lowers it was um it was near there though it was like one of those breaks it's a little territorial but not so bad and these older guys like started yelling at him and these parents basically sued sued them and he they were like no but like your kid is just like he's just jumping in front of us like we can't have that um now you were talking about there being like you know it's a little different with uh girls in the lineup do you think obviously now there's more women in the lineup than there used to be right and uh do you think that's something that's just happened naturally or do you think it's it has to do with any of this like forced parenting stuff 
um, I would blame social media. Okay, no, 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 this is good, this is good. <laughs> yeah, social media is, I, I would say that's our number one ruiner for everything. Okay. <laughs> Even though how much it helps us and yeah. it gives us all a platform and it, it is a great thing and a horrible thing in, mm -hmm. in the same thing. Like I love it and I hate it. Like No, this is the argument everyone makes. Yeah. Like it helps you guys make a exposure and money, right? Like so it's like you guys can be free. You don't have to go to competitions. You don't have to be so like, you can put up video clips and stuff like that. But then the same token, it's like showing all, even if you don't geotag it, it's showing all your spots, yeah. showing where you go. And then like people are like, love it. The they figure it out somehow too, yeah. It's also a good way for people to fake it. Yes. Like you have a lot of surfers out there who like, they look good on that Instagram post, but like when you really see them surf, they suck. Yeah. And like yeah. it's embarrassing. You're like, oh shit, like you're really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think, look, you know, I have I have no no place to say anything. I only started surfing like 40 years ago. And I have to admit that, like, you know, with the help of Instagram, like it's steered me at least in the right direction where it's like, you know, I haven't been impressed by someone doing like an air reverse on a shitty wave. I'm more impressed with someone like hanging 10 on a fucking really steep wave. Like uh -huh. that's more impressive to me. Um, now, you, you've been lucky enough to like work with like some good companies. So um, tell me about your relationship with Sia and how that came about. Um, I, I would say that I went for them. Like I fell in love with their suits uh -huh. and like growing up, I never had any surf shots of me. And then my boyfriend now, he was a longboarder when I was growing up. He was like the only boy out at Chun's that pretty much okay. knew how to nose ride. Uh -huh. And I ended up with him and he was kind of getting into photography and it was kind of between that and construction. Uh-huh. And then he got laid off and I was like, okay, well, why don't you just go full swing into photography? And so he went into that. And so then I was like, okay, like, I, I was like, okay, I finally, like, I got a CS suit on sale in a shop in Haliva and I like got a super sick shot and they stole it. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, like, please, Kiyoki, don't, don't charge them. Just can I, can I get another suit? Like, and then he's like, okay. And so I asked he asked them he's like can we just do an exchange for a suit yeah and so they were like okay yeah throw her a suit and so i did that and then they Luke, lukey came over with a couple of the girls and my friend taylor i always surf with my friend taylor and she was kind of involved with sia uh -huh. um so she we all kind of hung out and then Taylor moved back home so I was pretty much the only girl out here that Lukey knew and so Lukey like anytime she would come back she just hit me up and was okay. like Rosie I'm coming out like and I was like Kim you want me to pick you up from the airport yeah I got a bag of stuff <laughs> yeah. so yeah Lukey and I became really good friends and then um it's just kind of grown like I've grown with them in a uh, way because they've grown over the last five years to yeah. the point where it's just they're getting big and it's yeah really my cool. wife wears their stuff she loves it yeah like she's, she's like and she doesn't surf that much she like quote-unquote vacation surfs and it sucks because she's really good at pissing me off but, <laughs> um, she wears their stuff all the time like, yeah and it's more of a like almost a it's older women I would say uh -huh. or just like not necessarily the younger generations even though the younger girls do wear it because it is really good sun protection yeah yeah but it's just it makes sense for surfing these yeah. CS suits because they cover, they don't move. Yeah. And compared to like my two little, my two piece bikini is just yeah. everywhere, top and bottom. So. so you're worried about that. Yeah. 
Um, I think the thing that's great too is their 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 female positive image that they put out there. So how important uh, do you think that is in surfing now about portraying that kind of like where it's not a sex sells, it's more like my surfing sells? Sorry, I just, all I can think about is like all oh, these ladies out at Chun's on their logs now and their sea suits and they just like, I went out the other day. But that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like yeah. every single girl out in the lineup the other day was in a sea suit and really? I was just like looking around like, whoa, like all these women are in sea and uh. I don't know because I still like, it's like all the older ladies kind of wear that but when I go out to Chun's still, uh. um, all the younger girls right. are in bikinis are just totally like thong bikinis yeah. and all the guys all I have guys come up to me all the time and say oh those girls bikinis are just horrible you know yeah. like why do they do that and I'm like I don't know and they, doesn't seem comfortable to me <laughs> and they actually the guys say that he, he's like you know we appreciate you girls covering up because it actually like wants us to like wonder gives us a little bit of wonder rather than uh-huh we get to see everything already yeah like like there's no point to it then yeah at that point. no i agree with that i love the brand and i love what they do and there's a lot of great people that um surf for the brand obviously and you guys get to go on trips and stuff yeah so wonder where was some of the cool places you've gotten to go with them um well so far i've always kind of or me and my friend like a friend for the company uh-huh. i haven't gone with like i haven't got to go on a trip with like amanda yet uh-huh. but um that's the owner but I've gone on like my first year trip was probably to Bali. Okay. And um, that was really cool because we just basically got to surf and shoot photos and pretty much everything was paid for. And like great. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. And then I got to do it right after that again in Maui, which isn't that far away, but. But it's still nice. I mean, it's still a good trip, yeah. Yeah, and then. Did I go anywhere else? For them. I don't. Where did you guys surf in Maui? We just surfed Honolulu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On both like longboard and shortboard. Beautiful break. It, I can't wait. I'm. If this wind doesn't get better, I'm gonna bail out of here. Like, <laughs> I know oh, this has been like, <laughs> it's been kind of miserable the last two years because we always come for three weeks around this time, just like every other fucking mainlander comes. I know it's annoying. Um, sorry about that. No. But, <laughs> but I don't mind. <laughs> but uh, like the last two years, it's been like. I have one or two good days of surfing, and then I'm surfing west side most of the time. Like, I'm like, I can't, like, there's nothing here. But it, that's kind of how it always is, I feel. Yeah. Like, I just was telling my surf student this morning, because she comes once a month uh-huh. from San Francisco, and I... Wow, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I told her, I was like, every time she's come, except for this last one, I'm like, you're freaking scoring. Like, yeah. I can't even believe how good it is right now. Like, it's been horrible for two weeks, and... I told her today, I was like, do you like watch this, the chart or something? Like, how do you? She's like, no, I have to like, she's like, it's pure luck. I have to like put in my absence like two months ahead. Oh, so geez. I'm just like, well, all these people are so bummed. They've come for yeah. like a week and if they don't score, they're all bummed. But Joel and them, Joel and them left early. Yeah. They all the, came and they were like, they were like after like three or four days, they were like, okay, we're leaving. They were going to stay here till I think the weekend. They left like yesterday. They were like, no can't yeah. even do it they're like i'm not gonna go surf ala moana like every day like i'm out here like, yeah yeah it's just and it, it, that's how it works out here i feel is like it'll be junk for one and a half to two weeks uh-huh. and even then the charts will say it's still supposed to be junk and then the day before it'll all of a sudden change and like, it'll be like yeah i had a day like that when i went to lonnie's like it was supposed to be bad and it was it was this windy out here 
like around here and then we pulled in and it was like perfect yeah like i was like i got tubed i was like what the fuck I was <laughs> like, like, how did that happen because we stay at um we stay at a house in, in backyards like right on the on the water and it's like there it was like i remember the morning i looked out i was like man i don't want to even go my coach is like no no i think it's gonna be good let's go let's go and he took me and i was like oh my god like we scored <laughs> like i was like we're serving for three hours like yeah. um uh you you've done stuff with sia um who, who are some of the other companies that you've had relationships with like, who do you get your boards from? So, I get my boards from these guys, Two Crows. His name is, um, it's Carl Olsen Shapes the Boards. Uh-huh. And Nick Wellesley is the artist. I'm going to interview him. Yeah, so I don't, I've, I really, Nick stopped painting boards, kind uh-huh. of, and I'm just praying that he'll paint me one more. Because they're, I mean, they're really they're cool. They're really cool, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't take care of the one he painted me. It's got totally trashed. So did you? Did you? Um, did you bring one of those boards to uh, Southern California once? Yes. And you were surfing. Uh, 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 what you call Malibu. it? Malibu. Sano. No, I've never been to Sano, Damn but it. I did sell my board. Because then I saw someone with it. But you know, there's another girl who's out here who rides two crows. Is Honolulu Bloomfield? Okay, I don't. She might have, or it was Sierra. Because both of my two friends ride, they were riding two crows, and they have two crows. And I know Sierra's definitely been to see at Sano, and it was I like want- two years ago. Because when I saw it, I was like, I was like, you don't see. I was like, I walked up to her, and it wasn't you. And I remember being like, I was like, you don't see these boards around here. And they were like, they're like, oh, you know, I got it from them, and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, cool. Because I, I love, I love his artwork. I was gonna buy my board that I was gonna leave here from them. I still might buy a long board from them. And kind of like leave it here like not take it back um so you get boards from them um and they basically shape you whatever you want um yes pretty much yeah, yeah so carl he is i don't know his boards work really really good i i'm really bad i don't really know much about shaping boards uh, and this and that i'm just like okay i'll just ride it and yeah kyoki what do i get what yeah. should i do um this is what the wave is like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should i say and then um so Carl is all the boards he's shaped me have been, or me and my boyfriend have been amazing, like amazing boards. Uh-huh. Um, and then recently, my friend Taylor, she rides for Bing, so she, they've gotten so many shots from Kaoki. They were like, "Oh, we'll give you a deal on a board." Oh wow! Or they were like, they wanted I don't know. They were like, "We'll give Rosie the team rider price. Does she want to be a team rider?" And I just never really got back to them. Uh-huh. I was I didn't really know what that meant. You're like, like, I'm still paying for the board? Yeah. <laughs> no, the which is not a problem. But I was like, <laughs> I just don't want to be, like, I can only ride one person's yeah, board, yeah. you know? So I was like, I, I'll ride a Bing when I want to, and I'll ride my two crows when I want to. But I find that kind of in surfing, especially in this, fr- like, I call it fringe surfing, like the logging, the ride everything people and stuff like that. People ride whatever. It doesn't matter if they're getting free. Like, I've seen people, like, you know, like, look at Devin. Like, Devin has a model out by Takayama. He rides whatever the fuck he wants to ride. No, yeah, and for sure, I definitely yeah. don't. I don't um, only want to stick with one shaper yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, but I just like the whole social media thing is like okay, I don't know what I'm supposed the to do. The reaction and yeah, stuff. Like, like people are like, she's riding this other board. Like kick her off the team. Yeah, like, something like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Dude, calm down. <laughs> Dude, I paid for it. <laughs> like, I still relax. paid for it. I mean, I think it's a little different in that whole like, like performance shortboarding thing. You know, like if if like a Dane Reynolds guy caught gets caught like riding a Hayden shapes, like okay, that's a big fucking deal because Channel Islands is paying him God knows how much money, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Thing. But like in like like our world, like what I like to call our world, it's like it's like you want to ride a board that like some you shaped yourself in your garage and put some logo on it like who cares yeah. like it doesn't matter um, I think that's what's like that's the other thing that's always attractive to me to do like this kind of this area of surfing is that it's it's another thing that's kind of more about craft right it's not about like off the shelf store bought like you're getting you know boards from like two crows and stuff like those are like handmade nice really yeah. boards and it's like and it feels you feel like a connection to it even to get a handmade board these days oh it's like yeah, it's, it's hard. Rare. It's I mean, it's starting to be more and more because there's a, a little bit of a market for it, at least in Southern California. Like, I know, I'm trying to think of all the boards I have. All the boards I have were hand-shaped. Like, and I paid more money for them, but, like, I, there's a part of me that's like, you know what, I'm glad because you got the money. Like, yeah. not some, some CEO. Yeah. Makes me feel good, and then it's like I have a connection to it. Um, I know it's it's hard though because they're making a lot of boards now in uh, where's it Indo? Yeah. Like they're just like machine popping them out and stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pop outs. I don't know what's going on in Indo because like you weren't even allowed to bring it. Like they were like giving you people if you were bringing in brand new boards, they were like charging you. Yeah, that's probably why. Like if the, yeah. Well, they and then because you, you could go in there and sell them for twice as much. Yeah. But then I heard they have like this big there's a couple big factories in uh -huh. Indo and now yeah like within this last maybe one or two years yeah it's it's happened quick yeah it's happened quick I forgot what it was who what company like it was surprising to find out they got like most of their boards made there was it Paizo it I don't might have been it was like kind of a surprise like everybody's like holy shit and they're like yeah they're fucking just they just popping like, them out yeah popping <laughs> them out there you go I mean I understand though on a certain level for shortboards you br it's like a skateboard right like like I, I grew up skating so it's like I get it like I never got attached to skateboard because I broke like two a week uh -huh. so there's no point there was even half a point of even putting stickers on I'm like put the grip tape on really fast it breaks throw it out give me another one kind of thing I sort of see the same thing with like shortboards a lot of times like at least the more not the weekend warrior guys like the, the weekend, world tour guys are yeah, definitely guys, riding all pop outs yeah and they're just like it's breaking like who cares you're not going to have a magic connection to it but us like you know like a log like I'm going to probably give my daughter my longboard when she's old enough you mm -hmm. know that's different like it might be solar res to fucking death <laughs> I'd have a ton of like patches on it but I think it's a little different you know it feels a little special but I do think that also has a little bit of play to the connection under your feet right like you sort of it doesn't become so much of an inanimate object you know it's kind of like you're you're like a little bit more connected to you yeah, like, yeah you're this like, is my baby like somebody uh, put in work it just i don't know for some reason yeah it does feel a lot better to i because i've had both under my feet i've had a pop out under my feet and i've had a and it does feel different it's like a, yeah i mean i have like a michelle Jano, like uh like anowski the one that you just want to take care of more of your yeah. hand-shaped boards you're like this is special yeah i remember when like the first board someone suggested i buy was like some channel islands board and that board like i didn't care like i ran it into the ground like someone finned over and i was like i don't care just get it fixed this other board that like if someone comes near and i'm like yo keep your distance like <laughs> yeah. five feet away from me like kind of thing um it's my wife and my daughter nice. um uh last couple of questions uh who are some of the people that you see coming out of the logging scene here on the North Shore that you'd like to mention? 
Um, well, Honolulu Bloomfield is hopefully going to win a world championship this week in Taiwan. She's, I think she's tied for third. So she's performance and logging? Um, I think she's like, well, the WSL doesn't score the log, right? Yeah. Or apparently they don't score it as well as the high pro if you can't turn it. Yeah. So I think she basically, like, has just been riding her high pro for this contest, but I'm pretty sure other than that, she she's a logger. Yeah, yeah. She loves to log, and other than that, if she's not on a log, she wants a shortboard. Yeah. But because she does the contest, she has to do the high pro. What they want, yeah. Yeah. Well, she has to do what's going to let her win, and yeah, that's yeah. what... To put the high score on the board. Yeah, of yeah. course. So she's there now, hopefully going to win? Yeah, so there's Hono and just my other friend on Maui is Sierra, and she's a really awesome, good surfer. And she's the same thing, too. She's either logging or shortboarding. Uh -huh. And yeah, just those two. Those two? It's like we kind of got our little crew. And that's what I was going to say. Who's it? Like, if that's your crew, you should definitely shout them out. Yeah. You know? Um, last question. If you had to pick any place to surf, uh, what break would it be and why? Um, hmm. Any place that you've surfed? I, so I've, I don't know. There's like so many good ways. Like Malibu would be good if the crowd wasn't there. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> like that wave is awesome. You, you seriously, if you're going to get rid of the crowd there, you have to chain up two 20-foot great white sharks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah, so that wave is perfect. And then that Saladita wave we surfed at the Maxi Log Fest. Uh -huh. like, Are I, you going this year? Yeah. We're going to go. You're going to go? Yeah. We've already like rented our house. So you did, if you yeah. need any help. We're trying to... Um, do you know what's his name? Johnny Pitzer? Yeah. From Malibu? Like, so I, we're friends with him, and we're trying to get like a group house kind of thing. I know Sean rented the house next to us. Okay. The Innocence. He's like calling it the Innocence house. Oh, he did? Yeah, because there's okay. like two houses beachfront and you guys are more, like you'll probably want to cruise at our place because yeah, it's yeah. like low palm trees and you get to see the sunset oh, nice. and then like it's the end of the wave. Oh, wow. So you can see everybody surfing but like the, seriously that wave is so long that you can't even see out the back. I heard what? it's un unbelievable. Like, it's crazy. Like CJ has a place out there. He was like, and he bought that place years ago because he was like one of the first people that really started going there. Yeah. So there's those two waves, and then I just really want to make it to the Mentawise and the Maldives and Fiji. Have you never been? Yeah. Not necessarily Fiji because I don't know how to get backside barrowed yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems like a lot of lefts, yeah, but yeah. Um, for sure, like Mentawise and those. Yeah. I like the right hand. Oh yeah. Barrels. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Any uh, any last words? Wisdom? Um, I don't know. Just make sure you're having fun if you're surfing. <laughs> if yeah. you're not surfing, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. There you go. That's good <laughs> enough. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's a perfect way to end the interview. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And after all, that's all we're doing out there, right? We're all trying to have fun. We're all trying to have a good time. People need to kind of keep that in mind. I know it's easy uh, for it to get to us, but uh, if you just keep that in mind, I think everything's going to be okay. That's been the general consensus recently in a lot of lineups. So think about that next time you go out. Again, I wanted to thank Rosie for sitting down with us over at Sharks Cove and giving some insight into growing up on the North Shore and what that's like to grow up surfing there, especially logging, which is not a big thing there. 
uh, you know it's mostly shortboard society but i think she had some great insights and it was amazing hearing about her experience with buttons um rest in peace and i hope you guys got something out of it but again this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 21 make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to check out our page bodegabordercrew.podbean.com as well as our extended itunes description for track listings uh, links to things we're talking about uh links to some videos of rosie some other stuff that you could see of her but in the meantime we're gonna get back to some tracks uh and then check in with you guys in a little bit for some short takes peace
dope on the real. Well, anyway, I went to toot She said, hey, beep, beep. The next day, broke down to the beach, too steep. Me and my new crib, shark cute, cooling on the beach, and now she's rubbing on my booty. Suck, suck, sucking on my neck like Dracula. But it wasn't all that spectacular. Why? Cause every time I tried to touch up on a taste nitty, she would be like, quit. Bitch was frontin', but I didn't say nothing. Then all of a sudden, after someone pushed the button, I got a funny feeling like something was real wrong. Looked at her shoes and her feet was real long. Then it hit me. Oh, please, God, no. Don't let the soul turn on to be a John Doe. put a fast one on me, yo. I guess that's one of those things that make you go, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, There won't be no duds here. Rappers play the dumb. dumb. Kinda on the space tip, but when they hear the jam, jam, they be on the deals, Nick. Now I'm not fucking rock. rock. I know the territory. Go ahead and try. try. That's a different story. Similar to Grim, Grim. I can tell a better one. All about a kid, kid. who couldn't rap and didn't run. Stands, Stands on, the on the side. Where the mic is getting done. Resorts to begging Billy. Billy. Asking could he have some. No, never ever. ever. Go back and try again, man. If you come back, back. I'll be the I'm first to shake your hand. Competition's good. good. It brings out the vital parts. The abstract poetic edit majors in recital arts do it for the kids kids the elders and the rap peers we know the job is done done when we hear a lot of cheers gotta feel the vibe vibe word for my creation if the hands clap clap I'm filled with elation here i am ghetto full with a lot of steam think i gotta i think i gotta i think i gotta scream because that's how good it feels child let your head down so we could get buck wild do your ill dance go think about the next man we must have unity and think of the bigger plan the vision we will form we must stick together, see, I like to take this time, time. To say what's up to Cool G, the name is Q-Tip The Midnight Marauder, give enough respects to Africa, Africa Bambada. Bambada As a man in the world, I must do my job Take care of Mama do. I won't resort to Rob Bob, you get your dough, Mace is my witness Obsessed with the rap, rap, but it's the mental fitness Like shooting CeeLo, and always hitting head cracks The industry is luck, luck, winning with the fake raps Beats to the cools, cools, pump the real hip-hop Not selling out, from hard rock to disc jock I don't know what to say, but here I go freaking. If the papes come, then you know I'll seek it. I'm just a short brother, dark skin face. Weigh a buck fifty, thirty six waist. Hair is crazy curly, foot like Mr. Furley. To this day, I still believe that no MC can serve me. Others try to front, but everybody know. I get more props than the Arsenio Hall, so party animal I was. But now I chill at home. All I do is write rhymes, eat, drink, shit, and bone. Find my thrill in Amityville. I'm always in the island, fudging lucky, know the time. They know who keeps me smiling. Go out on my own, something that I gotta do. Do what the hell I want and have no one to listen to. I'm prompt with my business and I do things on the double. Yo, I'm out like Buster Douglas. I say peace to MC Trouble. Rest in peace. Word up, rest in peace. You know what else? We got, we got, we got the vibe. All the people in Long Island, we got the vibe. Brooklyn and Queens, we got the vibe. Uptown and Nairo, we got the vibe. Or upstate. Virginia, Carolina vibe. Out west, we got the vibe. In the Bahamas, we got the vibe. Over in Europe, you know what? We got the vibe. We gotta keep alive, it goes on. Of rap, I'm a fan. I've seen a whole lot of slumps. Good with the girls. I get a whole lot of bottom fat to skinny. 
Frida to Winnie, Emma to Cindy, Constance to Wendy, cause I be real friendly, never on the snotty side, I don't brag to brothers, about the little place I got, my vocal styles can vary, the sight is never scary, it's only legendary, my father well prepared me, my job ain't temporary, I'm here for the long shot, better yet the long term, I don't have a perm, in a way I do, call them the permanaps, I'm crazy slap happy and I'm scrappy and I'm happy, when I get the mic in my hand with the crowd in the stand, it's as good as grand, like, grand that. like that. Y'all wanna say peace and dedicate this joint to MC Trouble and to uh, Trouble T. Roy and to um, Scott LaRock and to um, Cowboy. You know what I'm saying? This is for the slain rappers and the fallen rappers. You know what I'm saying? This is a special, 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 special dedication. And also to my pops and also to Vinny as moms. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta keep it happy and keep the vibe going. Cause this is vibes and stuff. And we out. Tonight, yeah. Would you be my 
the DJ to run that, please. He dancing behind me. I feel what's under his jeans. And I have one too many, so I'm under his scheme. I mean, I'm cool in the gang. The music is playing. Think I found what I'm looking for. No purpose in waiting. Almost time for breakfast. Standing by the coat checkers. Looking for my parking lot ticket. That's it. And this night just ended. Can't say with who, what, or where, but it definitely be remembered. I was if I could take you home. If I could take you home. Just a little bit, baby. Body frame, he dubs the name. Whoa, in the field, the rap, I'm superb, I'm fly. I should be in the sky with birds. I ride 20 inch rims when I lean, yo. Hey, yo, them tins, I know I keep them clean, though. Come through, storm the block like El Nino. Scoop up an Arabic chick before she close. She goes, Those my people. Yeah, them broads from Puerto Rico, them Keith. Yeah, watch how the ELO 64. Black rag, black interior, ship on the float. Burn out, I do it for them kids, they're hopping a turnstile. The e Going wild, yo, like them white chicks on a DVD. Yeah, I'm worldwide, MTV and BET. Yeah, yeah. Whatever she said, then I'm that. If this here rocks to y'all, then we that. Go ape or go nutty. I leave your eye like a 99 Benz buggy. Puffy, Britney, get real ugly. Trust me, keep the phone if you feel lucky. Mug me, I ain't got nothing but four figures. <laughs> Chopped in the coffee blender. My shots like squeegee men on your window. Usual suspect, I'm the crippled member. Get away when I sat down in the office. Heat in my lap, keep me walking awkward. Why y'all talk it? The doc reinforce it. The mic is hard to keep my paws off it. Yo, is my when it's over. No Chris Style, I pulled up with King Cobra. Out in the Nova, don't bother. Manina Brown, plus it'll shut down the Carter. Whatever she said, then I'm that. If this here rocks to y'all, then we that. Hey yo, Red, he's over. Word? We just right now. Watch this. Told ya. I'm milk. I'm not kid Gizmo. We talk billing. When the roof is on fire, believe it is me. Sparks when I rock the mic like Seagull and Free. When the pin hit the pad, the evil in me come out. Total recall for people to breathe. I got dogs in the backyard. We got chickens ain't leaving till six in the morning. Yeah, round and round we go. Circle the area. Leave the party. Go straight to the Marriott. Dozy dough with cowboys where they saddle at. Rodeo with 20 foes on the Cadillac. What your name is? The R.E.D. Cost Monday. But the act is free. Whatever she said, then I'm that. If this here rocks to y'all, then we that. Whatever she said, then I'm that. If this here rocks to y'all, then we that. Whatever she said, then I'm that. If this here rocks to y'all, then we that. 
Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Hope you guys have been digging the tracks. I know I have. I have a lot of fun putting these together for you guys. Uh, it kind of brings me down memory lane with some of them. Uh, have certain memories with some of these songs, and I hope it triggers some memories for you. If not, if these are new to you, awesome. I think this is a little bit of an education for everybody. So that's always a lot of fun. Uh, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 21. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, as well as our extended uh, description on iTunes for track listings, things we're talking about, and things pertaining to people we're talking with. But now let's get to some short takes. The first short take that I'm going to get into is that a legend, Bruce Brown, had passed away. Now, most people know Bruce Brown for The Endless Summer, which they should, which is an epic movie that I think most everybody's surf experience, they can point to it at some point in their surf life that it was a spark and got them into it or inspired them to try stuff or do something new. But, you know, his career was much more extended than that. And I think it's important to look at some of the older stuff that he had done and how he revolutionized him and a few other people, I should say, revolutionized what surf films are and what the whole culture became. Because in the beginning, surf films really were about getting people together in an auditorium, watching this this movie with some live commentary being done, some music being played over it. It was a different experience than just like looking at some clip, clips on Instagram. You know, it was like a community and you got to see people that you were new in the lineup, that you sort of knew, you could become friends with them. And I think that's something that's missing. Um, but in general, Bruce Brown painted a, a picture of surfing that all of us aspire to at the end of the day. You know, seeing some of those waves in the endless summer and that whole experience is something, you know, we all dream about. We all dream about getting on a on a flight and going somewhere with just a board and some swim trunks and just scoring major. Uh, I think he was the catalyst for that. And, you know, I want to thank Bruce Brown for doing that. Thank Bruce Brown for all the inspiration. And hopefully all these filmmakers and all of us who are trying to do what we do is continuing in his mold and we'll expand on it. So I I put up some links to movies that you should check out. There's a one full movie on YouTube that a lot of people don't know about that someone ripped and put up. Um, and I also include a link to some of his other stuff in our description. So check that out. The second short take has to do with a little clip that Jack Coleman put up of the Prairie Brothers. Uh, Tanner and Levi Prairie uh, from Costa Mesa, they uh, surfers, uh, Tanner's a shaper. Uh, Levi's getting into shaping now. Uh, they mostly surf logs and mid-lengths. It's a really fun movie talking about them. Um, I have an interview coming up with Levi that I did the other day. Um, I suggest you, you take a look at it. It's really cool to see them surfing blackies and I'm learning more and more about that blackie scene through them and Grant, told, uh, Grant Noble told me about it. But I put a link up for the video. I think it's fun. You should check it out. I think they put their own little spin on it too. Put some comedy into it. Um, so yeah, when you get a chance, check out the link. The last short take I want to bring up is the fact that the Encyclopedia of Surf is alive. Uh, Matt Warshaw's Encyclopedia of Surfing website, uh, which we're members of, and I suggest everyone get a membership to it because if you're into surf history, it's really cool. Um, he has a couple of sites that you get with the membership, and there was a fear of it going down. Um, they needed money to pay for a bunch of stuff that they were doing, and 
I think seamlessly overnight it happened that there was a lot of funding that went into it. Uh, a lot of people put money into it. A lot of people signed up, you know, content isn't free at the end of the day. You know, even what I do here, you're not paying for it technically, but I take time out of my day. I'm spending gas money to like go meet people, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it all costs money. You know, I have a hosting bill I pay and stuff like that. So it's nice to see that the surfing community, as much as most content, avenues out there people just only want it for free like in skateboarding they only they'll never pay for skate videos it's nice to see that the surfing community came together and put some money into matt's uh expenses and make it make it so that it's still around i think it's a really important thing to be up there some people have issues with it they think it's like incorrect blah blah blah. but that's going to be history it's always a he said he said they said i said kind of scenario but in general, it's a really good source. I mean, his book is amazing, but the online source keeps getting updated. And it's amazing to see video clips. You know, when you look at a profile of someone like, let's say, you know, Skip Fry, there's actually video clips related to it and it, you, it enhances the experience so much more. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody for doing that. Um, it's gonna help keep the community growing. And Matt, just keep doing it. We love, we love the site and uh, we'll do anything we can to support it. But that's it for this episode. We're done. We are done. The holidays are coming up. And speaking of the holidays, we have a special holiday episode coming up next week uh, that Mike Ciori and I are putting together. All holiday hip-hop songs and our Christmas wish list. It's going to be way different than other episodes. Uh, it's going to be really about a fun episode for you guys to sit and listen to, even have on while you're opening presents. Um, hopefully, you know, Santa brought you something good than just like a shitty bar of wax. Hopefully there's a new sled underneath that tree. But again, thank you for joining us. Um, in the last couple of episodes, we've really had a big spike in traffic. And I attest that to a lot of people that have been supporters like Joel Tudor, CJ Nelson, Devin Howard, uh, Cassier, Cassia, and all the other people who've really done a lot to get the word out. And I wanted to thank them. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. You know, I'm meeting more and more people now who are coming up to me and saying, Hey, I know the podcast and it's awesome. And I listen to it. And I think that's amazing, you know, and I think the more and more people listen to it, obviously I'm going to be happy. And I feel like I'm doing this for a reason, but I want to thank you guys for, you know, reposting stuff and buying merch at the bodega border crew store.com site. Um, if you can just leave a review, leave a rating on iTunes. It really helps us get the word out. It gets us to the top of the list. It gets us ahead of some of the other surfing podcasts, which to be honest, a lot of them fucking suck. And that's the reason I do this. And I do it for you guys as much as I do it for myself. So with that, I'm going to leave it with our famous uh, last words, which are no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there, have a good time, say hello, smile to people that you've seen in the lineup that you normally don't do it. I know I've been trying to do it a lot more. It's made my experience a lot better. Um, so I suggest everybody do it. You don't have to be friends out of the water, but at least be friends in the water. But with that, I'm going to leave you with a, f a couple of fun tracks and I'll check in with you guys later. Peace. Hey yo, what's going on, man? Yo, man, everything is everything, man. Just, just get that cream, mate, man. For real, man. No, we striving for, man. We got, we got family members. 
yo, hey yo, hey yo, high potency top. Smoke a bag of black and feel the vibe. Born to be wise, we form on the rise, the corner, mean five. Horns in the sky, throw on your slides. Young niggas racing, smokers is basing. You seen the eyes laying up, playing the cut. What? Stay in the truck, something told me duck. Folded me up, my shoulders struck out of love. Fuck the potters up, fell in the days like a colada snuff. Niggas tried to body me up, I'm in the lobby bleeding. Niggas in the renting office probably eating and sprinting and beefing when they heard the shots fall of recent and seen Barbara Nieces beast. And niggas shot Shalaw features and shot the Wizzleases. Bent the spider callers creatures. I'm gagging and flagging the cab down. Guess who in the bins wagging? Dragging my sound down. Magging it was Del Breedy, the greedy. Conniving that snake genie. Cop with a bikini who murdered Charles and Benini. I'm feeling wheezy in the drain from the Chiba. Grieving ain't even looking decent. Seeing police niggas reaching it. Let's flash against my hollow bones. In the crime scene, speeding, beeping, leaving behind cream. Not even peeping that I was leaking. Won't see the precinct, just got a recent case beating. Still, takes a creeping, don't blow your spot. Skate a week and keep the rug appealing. Who's squealing? Few knew the dealers keep the steel concealed in. Cause we got no time for feelings. Eyes on the building, corns are all the corner ceiling. Million dollar block villains plotting on a killing. Feel like a superhero, talking like a true De Niro. They boost his ego, found them broke down, reduced to zero. Cops fill reports, hoping I'll reveal my source, source Let's flash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul Outside the check cashing, flashing Dipped in fashion, five cherry face faggots Try to cash in They keep laughing, ghost you get your face bashing. Who give you these privileges, son? Why you maxing and we? Feeling it to hate those moves slow. I'm hearing how you broke Ross nose, and I heard you keep a banging hammer. Golden brass, diamonds, embroideries that was stolen as you haven't reported. G, make very little noise. My shit hiccup, don't make this big stick up. Big up, me and the boys. I thought for a second and chose, rather than froze. Had the gem star in my hand, yo, what the fuck, yo? That's when I ripped Timothy. Snatched some dip, jump right in back of him. Had the mini axe to him. Faxed him, shots rang off. Bing, boggly dunk. Me can't keep still. Me 
hear about the grill and me can't keep still So me gone on the grill Yeah, I figure check my skill So me hear about the grill and me can't keep still Me hear about the grill and me can't keep still So me gone on the grill Figure check my skill I approve my skill Down for a tree hill I approve my skill Down for a tree hill Look on my engine, heal up my virgin Look on my engine, heal up my virgin Dolly for my fender A feminine gender Yeah, a ranking gender So soft and tender Resabla my, I'm not too fat Resabla my, I'm not too fat Send me gun and niggle, boy I'm a rich and niggle, yeah Sounds called gun to niggle, yeah One Benz, two Mazda, a minibus One Cartina and two Toyota, yeah And we don't find the corner Cause we not stay on ya we can't keep still. We can't keep still. I go check my skill. Yeah, for we dead and the grill. I go check my skill. Yeah, for we dead and the grill. See Adam and Eve without their leaves. Adam and Eve without their lips Too sharp teeth, please Yeah Say with the Adam and Grilla when I keep still Say with the Adam and Grilla when I keep still I go check my skill Yeah, for with the Adam and Grilla I go check my skill For with the Adam and Grilla Say with the and the grill and we not keep still Say with the and the grill and we not keep still I go check my skill Yeah, for with the and the grill Boy, with the and the grill Yeah, with the and the grill